This week on Ultra 64, we are all about that hoe life. And I, you know what? I'd really like to say that's the last hoe pun that we use in this episode, but uh, life, so the, life is first. hard. Yeah, life, life, is, uh, life isn't fair sometimes. But we are playing Harvest Moon 64, so we got that going on. Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different game from the Nintendo 64 catalog. We're playing it in random order, and then we're talking about it. Oh my god, that's what we do here. I'm Steve Gutley. I am agricultural historian Woody Siskowski. And we are joined by two of our favorites. Welcome two of our favorites. Introduce yourselves. I am eligible bachelorette Michaela Nicholson. <laughs> I am taken bachelorette. Wait, that doesn't, wait, wait, no, that yeah, doesn't make sense. You're ox, uh, oxymoronic. Uh, Restart I'm, the podcast. Okay, uh-oh. Uh, this is Rosie Crow here. Welcome back to Rosie. Uh, we haven't seen you in a little while. What's, what's it been since Donkey Kong? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just been controversial collect- episode Donkey Kong. Controversial you know, Donkey Kong You collecting episode. a lot of bananas since that time. Okay. So. And you're still not there. You still don't Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very big game, It's been Steve. like seven months <laughs> yeah. and you're still not there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're very excited. Today we're talking about Harvest Moon 64. Uh, this is our first dalliance with farming games. Uh, on, And I think it's our first and only. I'm um, pretty sure. I, I can't think of another farming game unless like mini games count in something. I don't know. Farming games near and dear to Rosie mm. and Michaela's heart. Yeah. I think less near and dear to your and my heart. Not as much, no. but uh, I, I, have some, I have some affection for it. I mean... Uh, Harvest Moon is a really interesting kind of, like, surprise success story. Like, no one would have really thought that this series would, like, be a hit and be so popular and still kind of endure to this day and inspire a lot of, like, very, very popular ripoffs. And I am going to say right off the top of the bat that this is going to be, the like, top a, of the bat. off the top, the top of the bat. The bat. <laughs> you stop at the top right of the bat. That's there. where you're just supposed to hit things off of. Well, that's when they play the games where you keep reaching your oh, hands that's it. the yeah. bat, and then you get to the top of the bat. I was always win. really good at that game, yeah. Yeah, it's very skill-intensive. It's a very skill-intensive game, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but off the top of the bat, uh, oh, Siri's trying to talk to me. Um, we, uh, Hello, Siri. Uh, please record our podcast. <laughs> this will probably be an equal parts Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley podcast <laughs> because the entire time we were playing, it's like, oh, okay, why, well, we can do this in Stardew Valley. Why can't we do it here? Why can't? We, what's wrong with this game? What's going on? So it's this, like it's twenty years older. Steve. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> as if it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah crazy. Um, but yeah, so. Farming simulators. Let's talk about farming simulators. I don't have a lot on farming simulators because there really there aren't that many of them, but like the ones that exist are kind of big, weirdly. Like I don't know. So like uh, it's a weird little subgenre, and I think I love every sim. I love, you love roller coaster sim? sims. Okay. I love farming sims. I love hospital sims. Oh. I want all types. What's what the... about lawyer sims? Are you yeah, like a Phoenix I'll, Wright? Sure. Are you okay? All I'm all about I don't think Phoenix Wright counts as a sim. Yeah. That's like I a visual novel. The yeah. Justice system works. Oh, well, yeah, okay. no. If you've been to court before, there's but... robots, and then you can bring in anybody to be a lawyer for no reason. You just yeah. need to point and say objection. <laughs> objection. Yeah, and that works. I I like uh, ultra. Violent Running Man type simulators. Oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Robot battling simulators. Okay, so when you break it down, every video game is a simulation. It's It's true. Some of them are things we haven't experienced yet. So explain to me a little bit, like 
for for you two, what's the appeal? Like, I, and I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong to feel this way. And I'm not saying I don't. <laughs> he's even... insinuating it, but he's not Why? saying. No, I'm just curious. Like, I I think my gaming philosophy. I tend to gravitate more towards things that I can't possibly do in the real world and that's why I don't really like sports games either because it's like I'll just go outside and play a sport you know? yeah but, but you like, wouldn't play a sport I wouldn't, let's be honest I wouldn't but well, if I wanted to I would go outside and I play a sport I think it's so clearly not like farming like I have a distinct memory of my family would go visit uh, some family friends who actually own a farm with like animals and crops Whoa. I guess mm. and I would the be best like kind of farm. sit in our camper and like play Harvest Moon DS while I'm on an actual farm because actual <laughs> farming sucks it would yeah. always be I wouldn't I would if I was I didn't play many games like this but if I did I would always be afraid that my mother would walk in on me oh yeah and be like so much shame well and be like Oh, you're playing, you're weeding in that game and you're not going to go outside <laughs> oh, and weed? Yeah. Because like, yeah. yeah, no, that's like, that's a quintessential mom joke. It's yeah. like, if you put as much effort into cleaning your room as you did in playing these video games, or someone should make a video game based on playing the guitar. Yeah. And then, I was and then like, you would know how to play the guitar yeah. already. Oh man, I should have, uh, I should have looked up uh, Mommy Can I Mow the Lawn. That's a, that's, that's a real game. That's a real game. It was for the Gizmondo. <laughs> and like, yeah, it was called Mommy Can I Mow the Lawn. <laughs> And it makes me think of, like, the virtual yard work simulator from The Simpsons, like, with the... Yeah. 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 But it, that's actually a real thing now, is games that are unironic, like, simulators. Like, yeah. even yeah. less cartoony than Harvest Moon. Right. But, like, straight like, up just farming simulators. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I was telling them, I, for my, my little brother, who's, like, 12 years old, I bought him, this Christmas, I bought him Farming Simulator 18, which is for the Xbox One, <laughs> a very slick-looking, high-res, like, farming game. And on the back, the copy was very proudly advertising, 10 new tractors! <laughs> we have a sponsorship from John Deere in this yeah. one. And, and it's so like, that also implies that there's been 17... No, it's, well, it's, it's 2008. Oh, I yeah, thought you yeah, meant, yeah, okay, yeah. Number there have been like five of them though yeah. and like I don't know that I just really love the idea of quote-unquote casual games mm. and getting so invested in them and, like, playing them for hours and hours and hours and actually, like, seeing what they have to offer. And also, I think we were talking about this, they're, like, kind of meditative. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird combination of, like, very languid and very stressful yeah uh, because like, you're you're on a schedule mm-hmm. but the stakes are low yeah it's like, like you're a weird niche yeah like an alternative yeah sort of time management i did game. make uh steve reset the game when i accidentally <laughs> threw a turnip on the ground because it was like way too upsetting i'm like that is an important part of our efficiency and investment strategy that we're developing in this game, Steve. And I know we're only going to play for an hour, but I'm going to need you to reset. Cause like- and that's a terrifying thing to think. It's like, all right, this character's economic future and stability is incumbent on this one turnip. We cannot allow, we cannot allow ourselves to lose one turnip or the farm is ruined. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little intense. And there's another thing. I think there's something to be said about quiet games. Like, mm, in my sure. house, like, things weren't allowed to be loud. Like, we didn't watch loud movies. We didn't, mm. like, she like, grew up in uh, the house with John Krakinski and Emma Blunt. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's the one. But we could play Harvest Moon. But, um, <laughs> that's the only game they're allowed to play in a quiet yeah, place. Yeah, sure. But, like, yeah. games like this and Animal Crossing, just, like, calm and nice games. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of games with... I find games with, like, guns and just whatever to be very samey. Even though they're not, they kind of... I kind of just blob them all together. A lot of them are. Yeah. Would, it, would it convince you if we uh, uh, explained that guns are basically metal penises? Uh. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Does that help? Is that any better? Or? Like I, I can't imagine that makes it better. Steve. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would play if all the guns were dildos. Yeah. <laughs> That's Saints Row, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, it's like very yeah. Like there's a tense moments of like mm-hmm. I want to be efficient, but at the same time, it's like an anxiety reducer to yeah. me because it's mm-hmm. like I know if I plant if I water the plant, it will grow. Unlike real life, where Rosie mm-hmm. tries to water a plant and there's mixed results. Mm-hmm. So you I know, mean, it's what, just like the easy version of life or something yeah. like that. At its core, this. like video games are just about presenting a simple task, presenting a task. And then making, you know, having us feel the pleasure when we accomplish that task. Sure. And sort of the length of that task varies and the difficulty of that task varies. And some people, you know, want to play through, like their task is to play through Mega Man 2 without dying. And sometimes in Harvest Moon is like, you don't want to go through all that frustration. So your task is watering your nine squares of turnip. And so mm. it much, it's much clearer on what you have to do and it just delivers that sort of satisfaction of seeing those turnips grow much easier than, you know, trying to be Battletoads. Right, yeah, <laughs> which I could, will never be able to do. Some of the few games that are, like, have relationship-based, it was the first yeah. game I remember seeing something relationship-based in. Um, there was, like, the Purple Moon computer games that were, mm-hmm. like, targeted towards girls and, like... Oh, like the Nancy Drew ones? Yeah, there was, like, like yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocket in high school, and, like, the whole game was relationships. And this game was the first one where I remember seeing something about, like... You know, you need to build up the relationship and make friends. And then, like, of course, anything was like, oh, my God, get married. Like, or have a relationship in the game. Yeah, it was, like, I'm really appealing to me. like, I can't think of dating. Like, dating simulators have always been a thing in Japan. Like, I think for a mm-hmm. long, long time. But I don't think they've ever... They they hadn't made inroads, like, at the time this game was out. Like, I don't even no. know if any of them were... There's, like, none... On, I don't think there's any dating simulators on any Nintendo console up to this that point, really. That I don't think so. Uh, I know there's one. I don't think it's on uh, any Nintendo console right now. But the popular one right now is Hatoful Boyfriend, yeah. in which you uh, date pigeons. There's, all, there's you have lots to find of your perfect pigeon boyfriend. There's like I Dream Daddy and that. like yeah, yeah. Steam, sure. Steam has been a very good thing for uh, the visual novels. And oh yeah, stuff yeah. Because it's just a much easier distribution to reach the. You know, there's not a huge group of people who are into these dating simulators, but when you reach them all, they're really into it. And, so. and you definitely own a PS Vita if you are really into those. <laughs> PS Vita, one of the weirdest systems ever, and it's just all visual novels and dating simulators and adaptations of anime. Yeah, and so I think Harvest Moon would have been about the closest that you're going to get to that. It does know. feel anime-ish. It feels yeah. like the calm parts of the anime before, you know, shit hits the fan. Which is what another thing Before I like about it. Before the giant robots come. Yeah. Because yeah, there's no giant robots. There's no... It feels like the beginning of an RPG before you go out on your mission. Like, <laughs> sure. It's the beginning of the RPG. It's before the... the village catches on fire. Yeah, the village doesn't catch on <laughs> yeah. fire. You just get to live a happy, happy life. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, I don't know if... I'm trying to think of a non-condescending way to ask this, but I mean... <laughs> we know like, where this is going. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like... Do you think these are games are marketed more towards women than they are towards men? I don't know. Like, we were talking about how, like, this game, so the Harvest Moon 64, you can only be white dude Jack. Right. um, And you can only date ladies. Like, Mm. you can't be Jack looking for John or whatever. Um, So, like, in the, I feel like if they were really on it, they would have, it was really marketed towards ladies. They would have made a female character and you could date anyone. You know, but it was the '90s, I guess. Yeah. So that well, was yeah, I feel like the making of a female character shouldn't be that controversial. And they right? Eventually, yeah. did with the GameCube game. But that was like but, the GameCube one that came out was like a special version of the, of the first game. Yeah. Right. game. Yeah, there was a Wonderful Life, and then another Wonderful Life was the lady. So one. you, de- I definitely get the impression that their first thought was not, "We're going to market this." 
to girls. Well, it's weird. I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I find that these similar type of games do tend to appeal more towards, like, women. I mean, like, Nicole's not a big gamer, but she plays The Sims all the time. Like, she likes building houses and designing things like that. And I, I don't even think it's necessarily that these are games for girls. I think it's just that the rest of games are so aggressively marketed towards boys mm-hmm. that, like, it tries to scare women away from it. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just an, thought I'd ask women about that. Well, it's a nonviolent game, and I don't know, nothing in the marketing screams feminine to me, mm. at least in the traditional sense, but if I think about it, I don't know many men who play games like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley or mm. Animal Crossing, which is a shame, right? If you're out there. It is. It is a shame. It's, it's 2019. Like, make yeah, come on. I mean... Nut up and farm <laughs> some turnips, bro. <laughs> come on, man. Do the extreme do. <laughs> Stardew. Uh, yeah, do the, do the Stardew. <laughs> yeah. Um, different, I don't know, di- people play different kinds of games to relax, and I think we can agree that this is sort of a soothing, pleasant game, mm-hmm. but if I'm trying to get into that mode, I want to actually play a game like Smash TV or something like that sure. that just moves super fast and you kind of get into a sort of calm zone of chaos as opposed to just this, which I find a, calm a little zone more. of calm? I, yeah. <laughs> I, tend, I tend to uh, split the difference. Lately, my big relaxing game has been I've been trying to 100% Pikmin 2. Okay. So that's like, it's kind of splitting the difference. Well, that game seems stressful to me. Any it game can involving be. It, strategy. Any, any game involving like adorable little things that are going to die in your service. <laughs> oh, but no. at the same time, there's a there's an element of cultivation and then there's a little bit of an element of combat too. So it's mm-hmm. it's splitting the difference a that's bit a for cute, me. That's a GameCube game. It's right? a GameCube game, yeah, yeah. It's a cute one. Anyway, uh, let's talk more about farming simulators. Uh, the earliest one I could find, and correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't look into this real thoroughly. Uh, I was busy today. <laughs> but um, the, uh, the earliest example I can find is actually Sim Farm from 1993. And I think that's a lot of people's like introduction to it. Back, if you went to school in the 90s at all, then you probably played a lot of Sim whatevers. Right, uh, yeah. We yeah. had Sim Ant. We had Sim Copter. We had so Sim, Sim City, City was a big success. And yeah. And they're like, we'll just, we'll just yeah. spin these out into... Sim everything, yeah. What was... Well, did you... In Sim Ant, did you play as an ant? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you I did, think, right? I no. don't know. You either played as an ant or you managed an ant farm. I never really Or you just got, hung out with all your nephews. I never really got the hang of that. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, God. Yeah, I never really got the hang of uh, Sim Ant. I just knew that those, those ant lions that look like Sarlax would come out and eat me a lot. Ooh, like, and I would oh. die. So I never really got the hang of that one. Like, Sim City and Sim City 2000, like, it's pretty uh, intuitive to see what you're supposed to do. Sim Ant was confusing. And Sim Farm, I missed out on. Um, that's one I just never really played. Uh, but that was that was kind of the first one. The most popular one is uh, definitely Farmville. Uh, it was a Facebook game, of course. <laughs> I think it yeah, counts. Like, I yeah. think it counts. As like a Harvest I Moon person, I like yeah, I'm like kind of insulted by Farmville. Yeah. <laughs> that was like one of those games at the height of those Facebook like pay to play, uh, but not really yeah. paying to play. So wait, yeah. is Farmville out of the zeitgeist now? I'm sure a lot of people still play. It I think pe- I think people are still playing yeah, it, like but I mean, it's not it's oh, not man. as big a deal as it, it was, was like it was it was a time of moral outrage when people are like, I can't believe people are playing these games where you just click on stuff, and now we just all <gasps> accept that as like, normal <laughs> as normalcy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to like send requests to your friends to be like. Oh, help me, like, harvest my oh, strawberries. Oh, God, yeah, I used to get oh. all those. And then, like, I forget which one I was into. It wasn't Farmville, but there was one, there like... There was, like, a Mafia one. And there was, there was... Oh, one. I was playing the Marvel one. I was playing, like, oh, the Marvel yeah. Strike mm-hmm. Force or whatever, and uh, I would always send invitations to friends. I'd be like, I'm so embarrassed, <laughs> but I really need these purple <laughs> coins. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. Wait, so do you get the do you get the coins just for sending the invitation? They don't have to... 
accepted it's or both. anything? Sometimes okay. you get like certain shades of blue coins depending on who accepts and if they join your squad or whatever. Do you think anybody made like face fake fake Facebook accounts and like friended them? Oh, I guarantee oh, they like sure. sent themselves. There's invitations? an entire industry of that. Well, like, sure. Overseas, yeah. yeah There's absolutely. fake Facebook accounts. Oh my Ooh. god. Oh, breaking news. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it on Ultra 64 first. Your <laughs> source for all breaking I'm news. I'm running a farm in my basement, like a <laughs> server farm. Um, I mean, so Farmville at its height. Server Farmville. Server Farmville at its height uh, was had 83 million active users a month. That was wild. It set, it set its record $34 million, or 34 million uh, players for one day. Which is insane. It was making Zynga, the the company that made it, and they made words with friends and a bunch of other Facebook games. They were making a hundred million dollars a year just off of Farmville. Yeah. That's insane to me. Where are they now? Are they, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're probably, probably still, still making a lot of money. Worlds, yeah. Words with friends is still a big deal, but I, I don't think they're. That company was real, like real big in the news because they were valued at three billion dollars at one point. Oh god! And like. Yeah, that, that's insane. And it's just like all for – they're building their empire off of fake hay. Like you pay yeah. real money to get fake coins to buy hay or whatever you need to buy in Farmville. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, uh, that's crazy to me. But yeah, and then we talked about Farming Simulator and those kind of games. And we'll get – of course, we'll get more into Stardew Valley as we go on. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Harvest Moon. So Harvest Moon was introduced on the Super Nintendo in June of 1997, which is incredibly late in that system's life cycle. And as a result, it's one of the more valuable Super Nintendo games. I think a loose oh, yeah. card is about 100 bucks. In general, Harvest Moon games tend to fetch a pretty good price. Like Harvest Moon 64 is pretty expensive, uh, as well and so collector's tip you know I, I think i think the market's been saturated a little bit with too many Har- harvest moon games at this point yeah how many games are in the harvest moon series? well let's find out let's talk about the first one okay uh there was there was only 10 more games for the super nes released after harvest moon so that's how late in the system it came um and i think the fact that it came out so late in the system life cycle like actually kind of helped it a little bit because sales expectations were so low that when it was kind of like a modest success, they're like, all right, let's run with this. We can print money off of this now. And there's also always an awkward period when a system is kind of dying, but your parents won't get you the you know the it's new true. system yet. It's true. And so you're like, all right, I guess I'll try this farming game. Right. Because it's not competing with very much else. I'll make the time. most out of this until the PlayStation yeah. is affordable. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's it was called Farm Story in Japan, and uh, it, the first game laid out a lot of the mechanics that are still present in the series today. Uh, so it starts with a young man inheriting a rundown farm from his grandfather. He moves to the countryside to help restore the farm, raise crops and livestock, and find a community amongst locals. Um, critics at the time were mostly mixed, kind of leaning towards positive. I think everybody appreciated the charm of it and the originality of it, but it's very slow. Uh, the first game is very slow and all the games are very slow. It's kind of a feature that people flock to it for now. Like people like the slowness and the, the awkwardness. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Harvest Moon GB would be the next release in 1998. And again, modest success for a system that was on its way out because the Game Boy Color would be released within a month. Wow. So it's a pretty late release for the Game Boy as well. All told, there are 27 main game Harvest Moon games and 14 spinoffs, including uh, Innocent Life, which is Harvest Moon set in the oh. future. <laughs> Rune, that sounds name. really creepy. <laughs> like Rune, a pro-life right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a dating simulator that you don't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rune Factory, which is like a fantasy RPG version that adds like some limited combat dungeons, like in 
Stardew Valley. Uh, hometown Story, which is uh, where you're running the local store instead of the farm. Mm. And then uh, pan- or Puzzle Day Harvest Moon, which I checked. It's not uh, Panel de Pond, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is a puzzle game uh, for Harvest Moon characters if you want it. You know. honestly play all of them at least once a little bit. Like, yeah. that could be a good life goal. Sure. Yeah. Um, weirdly, the series is actually not called Harvest Moon anymore. Uh, it is uh, Harvest Moon games are now under the banner of Story of Seasons. So if you see any reference mm. to it, it's like this is the Story of Seasons There's series. There's some like weird shit that's gone down, hasn't there? Where like well, an original creator got ousted or something. something I'm just like gonna that. say shit. Like, they got, they got ousted by Stephen Foster. His song in the public domain <laughs> about shining on Harvest Moon. He came back from the grave to call out Natsume. I'm getting all my names. Natsume. Yeah, you're Natsume. Good. I don't yeah. think that's even a Stephen Foster song. But you all know what he. How many other public domain composers can you think of? If you're thinking of so- folk songs from the 1800s, you're thinking of Stephen Foster. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, X. The the company Xseed X S E E D. Uh, always kind of a creepy name for me, but uh, <laughs> they took over uh, uh, development duties on the series in 2014 with a game called Story of Seasons. So now it's kind of retroactively all in this series. Uh, and I think it's kind of a worse name, right? I think Harvest oh, yeah. Moon is a way yeah. better name. Bullshit. Story of Seasons is a terrible name. It makes They're me not think it's make like. That stick. It makes me think it's like a, a spin-off of like the Tales series, like which is also Tales, a terrible, uh, name. also a terrible name. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them, and apparently those games are pretty good. But like, I'm not I don't want to play them. I'm not interested. Like, I don't know what comes first, like Tales of Vesperia, yeah. or Tales of Desponia, or and, Tales of Eponia. Like, and all, I don't want to explain uh, no. to people what I'm playing. Like, if someone comes home, oh, what are you playing? Oh, I'm playing Tales of Despondica, um, <laughs> lyrical Mongdale. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very anti-games that purposely have, like, a overly ornate, Jap- like, poorly translated Japanese title in an effort to yeah. appeal to, like, a certain subset of gamers think, who flock towards that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Saga Frontier with, like, the bad capitalization. S-A, capital G, yeah. The, the all-time winner of that one, I think, is Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. Yeah. Yeah, come is on. Is it about lactation? Like, is I it don't about, like... How La- to breastfeed? Is that what we're learning how to do? <laughs> Wait, that's that's like an SAT word, right? Lacrimose? Isn't that like and That's when, you, when you've been feeling bad. Okay. Yeah, you're feeling yeah. lacrimose. Oh, the lacrimose leeches. Oh. Series of unfortunate events. Wow. Don't know what that is. So I feel you like do. Well, I know what it is. I don't. I haven't watched it. I don't know. I don't know the reference. Hmm. Maybe my parents paid for extra SAT time, guys, because <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. We've all taken the SATs recently, right, fellow teens? <laughs> you know, yes. five, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Let's talk about Harvest Moon 64. Uh, released December 22nd, 1999. Developed by Victor Interactive Studios and published by Natsume. Uh, it was an N64 exclusive, but it was later re-released on the Wii U Virtual Console. So, Victor Interactive Studios was a Japanese developer that lasted from 1970 until 2007. Uh, it was merged with Marvelous Entertainment. Uh, aside from Harvest Moon games, they're best known for the Sega CD side-scrolling shooter KO Flying Squadron. Uh, yeah, they're so well-known for that. They're well-known well amongst collectors, because that's kind of a holy grail. Uh, boxed copies, I was looking this up, they go on eBay for $1,300, and disc-only copies will still run you about $600. What, and what system is this for? Sega CD, ah, which yes. is already kind of fraught because, like, there's a good chance you spend $1,300 on this game and you get it and uh, your Sega C- CD still won't work. Because <laughs> even, blue. even new, the Sega CD was shitty and very unreliable. <laughs> oh, so uh, that's a difficult one to collect for. So Godspeed if you're into that. 
Uh, we talked about Natsume briefly on the Flying Dragon episode with the promise that we'd revisit it here in more detail. So here we go. Hooray. Uh, Natsume was founded in Tokyo in 1987. They merged to form Natsume Atari in 2013, but they're still going strong. Uh, the company has made its brand here in the U.S. with gentle, unconventional titles like Harvest Moon, uh, the fishing RPG River King, the Real oh, Fishing yeah. Series, the PS3 Photo Safari game Africa, and Chulip, which I need to spend a little time on. Do you guys are you guys familiar with Chulip? No. No. How did you describe that? Gentle, uncontroversial, unconventional, unconventional. That's gentle, like, unconventional. unconventional. That's the whole genre of books at the library too. People come and they look for gentle mysteries, usually like sure. featuring uh, yeah. minor murders in coffee shops or involving Cats. like they have like yeah. recipes in the middle. Oh of the yeah, yeah, book, yeah, or books about Amish people. I, I only just learned from uh, when all this uh, Yale. Uh, admission scandals for uh, Lori Laughlin popped up. But Lori Laughlin from Full House is in a series of Hallmark movies called The Garage Sale Mysteries. <laughs> and I feel like that's exactly yeah. in that genre. Oh Gentle, God. unconventional so, mysteries. Also, I was just about to say, I was about to make a joke, and I thought better of it. I'm going to make it anyway, <laughs> of why they didn't make... Uh, farming games targeted at the Amish mm-hmm. and then I remembered why they don't make farming <laughs> games targeted at the Amish. <laughs> but yeah. I bet they would actually sell pretty well but not to be blue around. Your market is specifically <laughs> teens on Rumspringa. Yeah, so, <laughs> and that's so all like, you get. I could do math or... <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, Amish listeners. Yeah. Wait, um, Amish listeners, what are you doing? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to so, alienate all the Amish listeners. Oh I'm okay gosh. with that. Another yeah. category so of listenership gone. <laughs> but they're sending them the all by Express. horse and buggy. Yeah, it'll take a while for them to get here. Uh, all right, so I was talking about this game, Tulip. Have you guys heard of this one? No. Is it all right. Tulips? Tulip. Okay, Chulip. I just was trying to guess at the C-H-U-L-I-P. All right, so I actually uh, just bought a copy of eBay. I was hoping it would be here before we recorded, but it's on its way, so we can play it later. Tulip is a PS2-exclusive kissing simulator. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's uh, basically you're a, you're a little boy or something and you're trying to you're you're a little anime figure and you are trying to charm the girl next door but she doesn't like you so you need to make everybody in town like you Mm -hmm. first and you do that by Mm -hmm. kissing everything so uh i'm excited to play it sounds like katamari damashi with kissing what's the actual game mechanic don't know okay i'm excited to play that you read the premise i'm gonna check back as soon as really like you to go back in time find 13 year old rosie (laughs) and give her this game i was i don't think it has instructional purposes god damn it i was like such an awkward teen what surprise um and like (laughs) here you are now on the n64 podcast bad childhood only they could see you now i was like so obsessed with like I need to figure out how to kiss like it was gonna be this like really complicated thing like I read 17 magazine there was like recommendations of using oranges let's just leave it at that mm. um and then like, like I the could God, have like used doing this game yeah yeah <laughs> it really could have like obviously made things better for me and like not just more awkward I did just have the image when you said that of like the orange peel in the mouth and two people with orange peels in their mouths bumping I'm like that's what it says <laughs> Oh Christ! Uh, I'm glad I got today. like good kissing advice as a as a young man because like some friends of mine were told it's like all right make your tongue into a spear stab <laughs> that girl in the mouth just oh. get in there just get in there and then hockey it around oh, it's like no, yeah. no 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 I am gonna I was told expressly not to do that, that. Yeah. and just be like this is what I heard was good. <laughs> It's like you remember the movie Species. Uh, we're gonna recreate that right no, now. No. 
Anyway, uh, so yeah, you can still see Natsume around. Uh, Harvest Moon is still their flagship uh, property, but stories of seasons. Story of seasons. Sorry, story of seasons. And uh, but you'll see them their name a lot on like manga adaptations and Power Ranger games, and lots and lots of fishing simulator. They're real into fishing. Uh, so Harvest Moon '64 is the third game in the series. Um, there's been an updated graphical engine with bulbous 3D models in place of the sprites in the first game. But it still largely takes place from either an isometric or a top-down perspective. You can move the camera a little bit. Which I appreciate. If you don't like the isometric view, you can go top-down. Uh, and it's pretty easy to do. So. Or right from the side. Sort of different mm. views work better for doing different things. When yeah. you're trying to get to a very water, very specific square, sometimes yeah. it's helpful to move the camera. This is the only game I can think of that opens with a funeral. Like... That's pretty metal. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most kill metal opening. (laughs) No, it's not. It's very like mournful and reflective, but you open on your grandfather's funeral with everybody talking about what's going to happen to the farm now, because apparently the local economy is very dependent on that farm. (laughs) Um, But I I learned through a guide, a player's guide source that the person who died, your grandfather, is actually the person you played as as in the Super Nintendo version, which is kind of a sad thought. It makes you not want to go back and play the Super Nintendo one because you're like, I know where this is going to end up. (laughs) All my work. And is that the? Do you think that's the case with all of them? Do you think like the next game is just like this, the the descendant of this one? Shouldn't we be in like hyper future, uh, like farming on Mars? That was innocent timeline. Oh yeah, innocent innocent life. Yeah, I already forgot. I bet in Innocent Life they like worship a statue of of the character from the first game or something. Or an unexploded nuclear bomb. And they all have psychic powers that they use to control the apes on the surface. Anyway, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. That movie's crazy. Anyway, so the main focus, at least in the early going, is uh, planting, raising, and harvesting crops. So you have to use tools to till the soil, you water your crops, you harvest, and then you can sell your crops at the local store. Oh, I think we, we missed our we missed the story. So, uh, oh, yeah, Jack, sorry. your grandfather yeah, died, he died. You're all at his funeral, and then I was out getting a drink, yeah. but suddenly you decide that you're going to take over the farm. Well, it's you, like, Jack, it's your, your it's, name is also Jack. It's your father. Uh, your father... Is there with you, and oh. you you request of your father to let him, like to let him let you run the farm. Got it. Uh, because I assume Jack is like kind of a young boy. It's hard to tell with any of the these. The ages characters. are very unclear They're, in this yeah. game. Yeah. They could be well, anywhere from seven years old to <laughs> twenty years old. Any, yeah. Anywhere in that spectrum. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so you you ask your father permission to run the farm, and then they give you a dog, which is your grandfather's dog, I assume, and uh, you can pick him up and throw him a lot. You don't throw him. You just pick him up and put him down. That's how you show affection to your dog. That's how I show affection to your dog. Actually, that's true. That's how he calms down Quantum when he's being a dick. So, like, he runs in and he just picks him up until he calms down. It works. Uh, so yeah, so you're uh, you're raising and selling your crops. Uh, in your downtime, you can use an axe and a pickaxe to, or a hammer. I mean, uh, to clear trees and rocks from your property, which lets you expand your I mean, arable soil. This whole this whole game is downtime, depending on it's how all you downtime. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. It's rigid, rigidly scheduled downtime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is kind of what our vacations are like when me and Nicole go on vacation. Very rigidly scheduled downtime. <laughs> nice. um, so yeah, uh, uh, you can go into town and you can meet all the different NPCs that live there. You can buy stuff at the stores. Hot babes. Hot babes. Lots of hot babes. You can go well, again, into the... Again, may or may be seven may or twenty years old. <laughs> I, I think the children have explicitly smaller sprites. Yeah. Like they, yeah. They're, yeah. they're definitely... I accidentally... I went and bought a $300 piece of cake. <laughs> Which is your starting Wait. amount of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and was walking around with it because I was going to go give it to a hot babe. And then I just talked to a little kid named 
What was his name? Stan- Kent. Kent. St- Kent. Kent. Yeah. yeah. And then he took my cake. He just took it. He didn't even eat it. And like, that's how it works. You presented it right to him. Yeah, I was literally walking around giving candy. To little kids. Yep. The yep. cake was bigger than he was. Yeah. <laughs> Just disappeared instantly. I know. What else can you? You can also go into the mountains mm-hmm. and you can like forage. You can kind of look for uh, berries. Uh, berries and weeds, and you can fish uh, at this kind of one people spot. Are very gen- people are very generous in this town. You talk to the old lady fishing, and she just gives you a rod. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you meet a girl who has a horse, and she's like, "You seem nice." Yeah, have Do a you horse. Like horses? Yeah. Yes or no? Like like in school, she just like passes over a note, like yes, no, yeah. maybe horses, and then you're like, okay. We should go into the important stuff of what we named everything. So mm-hmm. our character. Character was ultra six because we had a limited character amount. Uh, the farm I named Mace, so Mace Manor, nice. um, Mace Farms, and, and honor uh, of the Dark Ages. In honor of the Dark Ages from which it sprung. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, the dog I just named Idiot, I think, because yeah. my dogs were being idiots, mm-hmm. and I wanted to punish them for That's that. That's what you mostly call your dogs. Yeah, so. mostly ninety percent of the time. And uh, the horse was Bojack, which yeah. fit just perfectly in the uh, the little amount of. Words we could put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 our farm. Uh, this whole game is there's about I don't know ten screens. Yeah, maybe in the game you have a, it's a decently sized farming well, area and the, and the festivals. Those are well and yeah. the uh, and the mines which we didn't get into because you could only uh, go to the mines in the winter. Mm-hmm. Another Stardew which, difference. This yeah, is, this is a strange game to play for an, only an hour because it's like you're not really there's a lot of content that you need to play this game for a long time to actually see, mm. but at the same time you get a to- total. Clear f- view of what this game is in the first five minutes of playing. It shows it. you everything it offers. It's yeah, just yeah. do but that five minute loop for twenty more hours. Well, it it rewards long term investment. Does exactly. It's, You're like I'm gonna play for like ten hours so I get one interesting heart event that like uh-huh. it took me giving her that berry like mm-hmm. for thirty days for yeah, her to like have an married. interesting yeah. cutscene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, like Star- I'm basing most of my experience off Stardew because I've played that a lot and this only a little. But uh, you fall into a rhythm with it. You 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 find mm-hmm. a you find a groove. Eventually, it's like you uh, yeah you learn everything you can do, and then you're kind of like, all right, is this it? And then the deeper you go, there's more that gets unearthed, and there's little side stories and side plots and things like that. But this did give us a very good overview of the mechanics, like for an hour playing. There is like a how to play, like a tutorial section. I opted to skip that. I kind of like not having a tutorial with this game just because, like, I, w- I feel like you want to learn as the character's learning if you want to immerse yourself a little bit. Really mimic that experience of inheriting a farm. And, like, <laughs> I feel like if, if I had inherited a farm and, like, the day one I was working on it, I would die. <laughs> a tractor tire would fall on me and I would die. <laughs> so that would be my simulation for a farm. But, um... Uh, something we didn't get to, though, is animals. Uh, animals are a pretty big part of the game. You start off with a dog, which uh, pretty much takes care of itself. He just wants the day to pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually you can buy cows, chickens, sheep. Uh, animals produce resources like milk and wool, but they require a lot of upkeep. You have to provide stable, uh, suitable gro- grazing lands and shelter. You have to tend to the animals when they get sick. Uh, and you get a horse that can help you get around the world a little faster, and you get to participate in races uh, once a year. There's there's horse races and there's dog races as well that you can you can race your dogs. I guess um, one thing that this game I I'm I'm assuming that this game does well. I don't really know because I haven't played it enough. But is they do a really good job of sort of gradually adding new mechanics mm-hmm. and sort of increasing the complexity, um, like. 
a, a good farming simulator is Agricola, the board game. Yeah, um, and it's a lot of fun. that game does a good job of every round. There's only like it starts as only eight squares that you can choose to go to, but every round a new square is revealed, thus giving you more options of where to go. Um, and I think that that works really well because the complexity is gradually increased, and so. Even though you have more resources that you've built up over the game, now you have more things you can do with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens with this. You're accomplishing very little at the start of Harvest Moon because all you can do is go like till nine squares and plant some seeds. But sort of you get better equipment, which lets you do these things faster mm-hmm. and you can focus on things like wooing the ladies or... There's you know, house upgrades, there's building upgrades, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you can, I think there's like a bridge that gets built that opens up a whole other area. So yeah, it is. It's a lot of time investment to get to these like, oh, I unlocked a new little information piece on yeah. this little bit of the story. Yeah. And it's hard because like, I'm, I'm very tempted to sort of poo poo on this whole genre as just based on this sort of tedious thing like Hmm. the all the gameplay is just based on tedium and doing the same thing over and over but at the same time almost every video game is based on tedium it's true and what makes a game good is a sort of gradual release of rewards for you to make Mm -hmm. like when you play i mean that's what diablo is yeah Yeah. diablo is the same you just click on dudes until they die and you get better equipment and so that's basically the same thing is you just Click on rocks until they die and plant seeds to get get money to get better equipment. Excuse me, the rocks die. The rocks die. Okay, that's how it works. All right, that's the funeral you were attending. Oh, wow. Did you ever play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> those those rock mans they die. <laughs> yeah, these Mega rocks Man. are very Mega Man is rock man. Yeah. yeah, he explodes in little dots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are some new features in this game. Uh, there's a stamina bar. You don't actually see it, but it's there. Uh, it limits the amount of work you can do in a day. So if you deplete the bar while you're out working in the fields, you pass out, and then you wake up the next day like a neighbor finds you, oh, which no. is grim. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so the first the Harvest Moon games didn't have this. You could no. just work forever. Just work forever. I mean, you could. Yeah, they were, you were limited by the day cycle, but oh, uh, sure. yeah, but you wouldn't get tired. What, what do you guys think about that in general? Like. This, does the fact that you have to go home and go to bed add anything to the game, or is it just another it's part thing of you the, have to deal with? I think it's part of the strategy. Yeah. It's part of the strategy. It's like you have to... The day resets, your yeah. crops get sold, you start over with this like an empty bin. I don't know. I don't and it's how you get, it makes you incentivized to get better tools, because mm-hmm. the whole thing about the better tools is, oh, now I only have to click three times to destroy this rock as opposed to six times, and like that's a better energy saving. Because you're kind of yeah. on a ton, like... Not that there's really any pressure to do anything in this game, but you're kind of on a timeline. Because the days right? are short. And, mm-hmm. and soon only... it'll be a new season. Whole new things to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and eventually, does the game... I mean, does the game just play on forever at this? Or do you? does someone come visit you later or anything like that? I'm... I think that the ghost of Grandpa mm. comes visit you. Or just your dad comes back and judges there's, the shit out of you. Af- after <laughs> the third year, uh, your father comes back uh, for an evaluation. And this is where, <laughs> this is the one way you can lose the game. If he comes back for this evaluation and you don't have any animals mm. or are not married, then you can lose the game. He decides you're too immature to uh, handle the responsibility. And so he takes you back to the city and you can't play anymore. Uh any, th- any other outcome usually results in a big party. Uh, who attends that party depends on who you made friends with uh, throughout the game. Mm-hmm. But once the end credits roll, you can start right back up and keep playing with your farm as long as you want. 
Uh, so the, yeah, so there is it is possible to beat the game. It is possible to lose the and game. I'm assuming there's probably like a different picture. It's like the end of The Shining, mm. where there's a different picture depending on how many people you've met through, uh, or how 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 good you've done. Or I guess the end of Metroid, where one of many ways off, this yeah. likes The Shining. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. she takes off more of her clothes as you get get farther, yeah. which is a very sleazy way that to say is. it, but is actually accurate to the end of Metroid. Oh God, that's <laughs> right, isn't it? Jesus, I don't yeah. think I've ever beaten the original Metroid. I, I beat Zero Mission. But I mean, she gets yeah, she gets zero suited. But like, she's not actually yeah. zero suit. She's just wearing a, a, a unitard or something. Anyway, that's all I have to say yeah. about that. Yeah, man, <laughs> men just in general are gross. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. This is viewed as the the very progressive character Samus Aran. Who yeah, you were rewarded by her getting more naked yeah. as you do beat the game faster. Thanks oh, that's right. I'm thinking of the Justin Bailey code on that. Oh, on yeah. Stick yeah, to yeah, my yeah. wholesome farm. And yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't know they're not naked, like, inside the under house or something. Under, the <laughs> under their Under mirrors. those clothes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, the, another new feature here are uh, some limited quests, I believe. Uh, and uh, this is the first game in the series to introduce the marriage mechanic. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong on that. Anybody what? else knows that? I think this is the first one. I thought you could get married in the Super Nintendo world. Yeah. Can you? I'm, I'm pretty sure you can. Or else all I think my it's a pretty fundamental part. Is it? Okay. I could <laughs> yeah. be wrong There's about that. There's certainly wooing in it. There's like, definitely wooing. Is that Maybe when you follow just... a girl on the street and go, woo? Very effective. That's when you do that. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was a loud spike. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can... Uh, uh, so, the marriage mechanic, you kind of... I, I want to find a better word than stable of ladies. But there are... There are like... Binders full of women. There are binders yeah, full of women <laughs> that you can choose from. Uh, no, there, there are five eligible single women in town. Uh, and you can choose one of them to court with uh, and with some gifts of them and conversation. Are easier to marry than sorry. Some of them are easier to marry than others. Mm. Just just like real life. Just like real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nicole, I had to give her a lot of cake. I just had to show up once a day, give her Those a slice of cake. Three hundred dollar pieces of cake. And if too. fucking Kent weren't there stealing my cake all the time, you know, <laughs> it, it would have gone better. It dragged out the process definitely. So, um, yeah, but yeah, there are four single girls in town, and when you. When you marry one of them, the other four get automatically paired off to the other four single guys in town. <laughs> yeah, there's so automatically. rival dudes for every lady, so, so apparently watch out. They were just waiting on tenterhooks for you to make a decision <laughs> and just keeping these guys like just on the background. Just just wait, just wait. I'm waiting for the studly four-year-old with the, with the hair sticking out of his backwards Tough. hat. <laughs> the guy who keeps picking up and throwing dogs. Yeah. Like, that's any, the, any that's the farm would. boy for me. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah, they they all just got kind of married off, um, and you and your wife can then start producing children in a very very uh, G-rated way. Michaela, <laughs> what was that? It's a little bit of a thrust. <laughs> She's slamming a thrust. drawer. She's slamming a drawer motion. <laughs> um, so yeah, the option to have same-sex marriages, of course, was not introduced in the series as of yet. Like. Boo, but also you can't really fault them in 1999. Yeah. Well, they're not going to let you have a female protagonist. Yeah. To be fair, when The Sims first came out, they let you marry same-sex couples from day one. Oh, see? Which, All right. Sims. And they were like, that was before this. Yeah, so. they were pretty happy yeah. time. Never mind. Go suck a butt, Harvest Moon. You're, wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're on the wrong side of history. Uh, especially because well, that, that option is still not available in Harvest Moon games uh, to this day. And uh, there's been some controversy over it because I guess it was supposed to be an option in a game a couple years ago. And they decided to uh, pull that because they were worried about their ESRB rating. Mm. So, uh, uh, yeah, ew, right? Yeah, I don't know why, like, a gay couple would be, like, T for teen, you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> but, no, that's how movie ratings work. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Sad. 
these two men held hands. R rated. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that. Another I call kind of bull on that. Stardew Valley yeah. is better. Stardew yeah. Valley is better. It makes kind of Stardew Valley the clear choice. Yeah, it's well, right off the lot, bat. Okay, I mean, there's a lot of things that make Stardew Valley the clear it's choice. Here. And well, I think yeah, fundamentally, but- I think the the main thing that is worth talking about for the gameplay here is that this game, the interface is very tedious. It's true. Most of this game is built around changing your tool. Mm. Um, Going into your backpack, pulling out one item. Yeah, you have to press start, go to a different screen, use the control, like use the control stick to go down like four or five squares, select the thing you want, press A twice, Mm. press start again to exit the screen, and then use that to eliminate a rock and then go back to your other item. Yeah. Um, whereas, it's, a, it's especially tedious when you're selling your uh, crops at the end of the day because yeah. you have a little crate on your property and you drop all your cro- crops in there and then a guy comes at the end of the day and picks up your crops. Uh, but this yeah, is not... each one, you're pressing start. Each one, pressing start, opening up the menu, Toggle assigning down. a turn up to your A button, going back out of the menu, dropping it in the bin, yeah. lather, rinse, repeat eight yeah. more times. So it's it's a lot, and it's really tedious. And again, after playing Stardew, it's like really hard to go back because Stardew, you open it up the box, it shows your whole menu. You can drop whatever you want in there, like easy peasy. You can you don't have to go and select each tool in Stardew Valley. You just click on the rock, and it knows you want to use a hammer as opposed to like I just tried to water a rock. Now I gotta go in there and move it all around. Yeah, being able to cycle quickly through your tools would have been a godsend. Yeah, Um, and it would have just streamlined things so much. Yeah, with the left and right C buttons or something. Because they they do some worthless whistle. You get two different buttons for whistling to two different animals. You get a horse whistle and a dog whistle. That could have been one button. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, and just like. Read the room. All right. Am I out in a place where I would need a dog or am I out in a place where I would need a horse? Yeah. You know. And also, really, the, the world here isn't big enough to need to ride your horse anywhere. Yeah, it does seem um, no. kind of silly. Uh, music, I think, is a bit of a problem in this game. Uh, it's not even, like, bad music necessarily. It's just you are every time you enter a new screen, the loop starts over again. So you're going to be hearing the same doo-doo-da-da-da. <laughs> the very beginning each yeah. time. Open a door. Doo-doo-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Over and over and over again. So the fact um, that you can't finish a musical thought is like is very annoying. annoying. Yeah. Right, that's how you get earworms. I think yeah. this is a great game to listen to podcasts to. Like, <laughs> yes. uh, play this game. I hope you're li- playing Harvest Moon sixty four right now and listening to us talk about it. It's what we uh, like s- sanction and authorize. And absolutely, is absolutely. The right way, I would hugely way. recommend that. Um, the days felt very very short to me. And yeah. uh, apparently that's kind of a co- uh, complaint throughout the entire series. Like, the days are very short. It's maybe only, There's enough say, time minutes? to, like, go across town and, like, come back. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's entirely possible to lose the entire day just, like, clearing rocks, rocks. To, you, to plant like, some stuff. If you, don't efficiently water and, like, you mess up your watering because of the weird, like, view, you're just like, fuck, the whole day was just watering. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. And the the produce picker upper guy only comes at a specific time of day. Mm-hmm. In again, uh, I'm sorry, we will keep comparing it, but it's inevitable. Stardew, you drop all your stuff in the crate, and then you go to sleep, and in the morning it's all gone, and the, they've left money for you. Mm-hmm. Here, if you miss that deadline and you drop your crops in the box after he's already come and gone, then you your crops it. are just gonna get ruined, and and you lose all your money. And you can never get anything out of the box no. if you're like, "Fuck, I didn't mean to sell that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's too bad." Yeah. That's a that's a problem, um, but I don't know that it's it's very soothing. It's a very soothing experience. I find like even with all the the errors and the the kind of poor design choices, I found myself getting into it 
I'm just like, I don't know. It's just something about it. Just like carving out your little plot and like planting your seeds. Oh, and seed planting is weird too. I, I learned this the first time I tried to play this game. Like you can't just drop one seed per like plot of land. You 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 have to excavate nine spots, stand in the middle mm-hmm. of them, and then you do a little fairy <gasps> twirl and you you sprinkle seeds everywhere. And it just goes in a nine thing radius. But if you don't have nine spaces tilled out for that, you're wasting eight seeds. Yeah, yeah definitely does not make that clear the first time. No. Well, thank goodness Rosie was here as our Harvest yeah. Moon consultant. Yeah, yeah that's right. Rosie, you played this a lot, yes? Tell you how many times to hit the rock accurately. Yeah. yeah. He's I... like, oh, the big rocks take six to destroy. <laughs> thank you. Were, oh, thank you. Good to know. important. You never know when that will come up at yeah. Trivia Night. Hint, hint, <laughs> Trivia Masters. Um, yeah, it was definitely a game that I played like after school with friends or like would stay up till two in the morning on the weekend just playing because it's just like the days are so short that you can always just be like, oh, I'll just do another day. Like... I'll just, you know, get the new crop rotation going or, like, whatever. And, like, then you're just like, where is the time gone? Yeah. You get that, like, sluggish feeling in your body when you've played too many video games. You're just like, yeah. what have I done? <laughs> yeah. I played the GameCube one, mm-hmm. uh, A Wonderful Life, which fixed some of the problems that you guys are talking about. Like, the music, I think, is better and the world is better. Sorry. Um, And I don't know. The mechanics are better because you're on a GameCube, so like X and Y, you can have two tools in each one and just use them simultaneously. But it's like a it's like a full 3D game now, right? Yeah. How does does that better or worse than that? I I feel like the top down perspective is really kind of necessary. Oh, I liked it better. Well, actually, how it works is when you go up to a plot of soil, so you have designated plots of soil where you have plants. Then it turns into a top down automatically. Oh, nice. When you walk Ah. there, that's a good way to adapt. When you walk out, then it's a full 3D world. that's smart. That's smart. I like that. So. All right, let's let's talk officially about Stardew Valley a little bit because I, I <laughs> we, feel like we've we been have dancing definitely referenced it. it more. Probably yeah. wins the award for game that we didn't. We're not. There's not the focus of the episode, but we've talked about the most. But again, I think anybody who's played both knows that we really can't avoid it anymore. Um, so Stardew Valley, uh, for those who don't know, is an indie game developed by Chucklefish Games that was released on Steam in 2016, and it's been a smash success. The game has sold 3.5 million copies, which is about three times the entire Harvest Moon series combined. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, which is crazy. And it was released on Steam, but now it's been released on Everything. Everything. Else. There's a really, really good iOS port of this. You can play it on your phone right now. I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I played the hell out of it on the Switch. And you're not um, losing anything in the iOS version. No. I mean, in no. some ways, it's almost easier to just have the touch screen because mm-hmm. your guy goes right where you point. No, it's a really well done version. Um, there, uh, you know, it's it. Okay, if imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, as the poets <laughs> would have you believe. Harvest Moon should be flattered as fuck because there's really no way to get around it that this Har- Stardew Valley rips off Harvest Moon just like completely. I mean, is that fair to say? I don't know. Like, but does it better? When, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. It does everything better, so it's hard to. It makes uh, me sad. Like when my friends were trying to get me into Stardew Valley, I was like, I play Harvest Moon. You guys, <laughs> I already know about farming simulators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit of a hipster, and like I really resisted it because I was like, I didn't want it to ruin Harvest Moon for me. <laughs> oh yeah, slash take over my life. Mm. And but it then, did both. Yes, yeah. it certainly did. Oh, so absolutely. How much time did you think of the Stardew? Uh, I've played it completely, like, two, only, only two times, which is not that many compared to other people in my friend group. Um, but, like, just hours and hours and hours, I'm sure. I've I've got a hundred hours. Try not to look. I'm sure I have that. So, it's just, so, it definitely hits that, like, before bedtime, like, 
soothing or like I work in a stressful work environment like oh I'll just go to my zen yeah. like turnip place <laughs> it's, it's so charming yeah it's oh, yeah. so charming and so here's, here's just a brief overview of the things it does better First of all, we already mentioned same-sex marriage right off the bat. Uh, you can cus- play as a male or female protagonist. Yes, male or female protagonist. Or you can have different colors. You don't have to be just like white dude, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and you, there's a lot of customization options throughout. You can change your outfit uh, frequently. Um, very beautiful uh, sprite animation, but I mean, Harvest Moon always had that, too. Um, there is combat. Uh, you can go into these like roguelike dungeons uh, to look for minerals and stuff, and you're fighting enemies, and you get swords and stuff, and it's it's pretty fun combat. But you can you can also sort of bypass that or make it e- easy, put on an easy mode or something it's like, like auto that. Auto combat, so that if you don't really like that, you just have it so that your sword is just always swinging. Which is <laughs> what all you I have to do, do anyway. is run into the guys. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, uh, multiplayer, there's multiplayer on there now. There's a recent update where you can visit, uh, other people's farms and, like, trade materials and stuff like that. Uh, apparently the developer, uh, has been very, very accessible to his fan, to fan community. I think and it he, sort he takes of started out, it's just kind of one guy. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, pretty much just one guy. Um, which is pretty incredible. And I mean, when you compound all that with, like, the diminishing returns of the Harvest Moon series, which is pretty oversaturated at this mm-hmm. point. I don't think anybody's jumping out to buy every Harvest Moon game anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've, they've got some retrograde design choices. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, the, the same-sex marriage thing, but also uh, for the PlayStation version, in Japan they released a sequel to the PlayStation version that was just called Harvest Moon for Girls. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they changed was that your character is now a girl and you date boys. And that's it. Yep. That's all they changed. Yep. Uh, all that didn't need a whole new game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Stardew Valley has basically made Harvest Moon 64 irrelevant at this point. And that, that's, yeah, that's hard to say because, um, you know, there's still a fan base for this game. Oh, of course. Um, as it's sort of probably the most beloved Harvest Moon game still. I would say, yeah. um, It doesn't, I mean, I like the way the Super Nintendo one looks just because I like that style of graphic more. I do too. Um, but I get, this one does have that old school charm and I could certainly see the appeal if you're growing up with it. But there's not really like a ton of interesting story here. Or... Well, and just the the sheer accessibility of it. I mean, you can get Stardew Valley on your phone right now, <laughs> or you can spend $75 to track down a used copy of Harvest Moon 64, <laughs> yeah. dust off your Nintendo 64, start a rival podcast of ours, <laughs> make me go into a panic spiral, start <laughs> no. crying in the shower every day. Uh, oh, wow. what was I saying? Yeah, you yeah, can do all that. Yeah, there's a clear pathway to success you're it's outlining here. I'm like a chess master. I'm always thinking ten steps ahead with my anxiety. Um, so yeah, uh, let's let's talk about our final thoughts on this. What do you guys think? Uh, let's let's, well, let's just let's move into the rankings. Let's, let's move into the rankings. rankings. Yeah, we'll do that right now. So let's uh, each week, of course, we rank the games as we play them. Let's start off with Michaela. She's got the shortest list so far. Yeah. Uh, so far, you have. Uh, what, your Toy Story is on top? Yeah, Toy Story's yeah, on top, Tarzan below. No, I think you no Tarzan's Tarzan on top. That's right. Did yeah. I? Yeah, you, you ran did. Tarzan. It was a controversial choice. I'm not letting you I'm not letting you cover up the past. Alright, Tarzan Shit. first, Toy okay. Story Tarzan, two. Tarzan, Toy second. Story. Uh well I'm gonna have to apologies to Disney, but uh put mm-hmm. Harvest Moon on top. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. It's I think that's charming, a safe bet. it's calming. I mean, despite all its flaws, like the context of when it came out and what type of game it is, I think it's Super pleasant. Absolutely. 
Rosie, what you got? Right now, your list, your current top one is Donkey Kong 64. Another controversial choice. <laughs> current bottom one is uh, Mario Party. So you've, you've, yeah. you've gotten some good games. We've gotten yeah, you on like, got... a lot of good games. Um, <laughs> I apologies to Josiah. Yeah. Apologies to Lindsay. Yeah, apologies to Nicole. All the people we drag in for all the guests. shitty games yeah, while I, you like, get all the rare. My writer is really good. <laughs> you have a quality agent. Yeah, you've got your trailer yeah. outside. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I guess what I'm thinking about when I'm ranking these is like, what do I actually want to play again? Yeah. And if Stardew Valley doesn't exist right. in, the, That's, in we, that we universe... Have to, we're ranking yes. these against I Nintendo 64. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Stardew Valley port of Nintendo No, but like 64. I'm saying, like if it didn't exist, like I would have so much more positive uh, feelings towards this. I'd be like, yes, this type of game, I don't see it a lot. I would probably put it up like... Number one, number two, number three. Because the tediousness yeah. doesn't bother you. But now I'm like, fuck. I <laughs> yeah. could just go play this on my phone right now. Um, and in terms of what I would actually like to play that's N64, like, I would rather play Banjo-Kazooie or Donkey Kong. Um, or even Snowboard Kids. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think I put this in between... Snowboard Kids 2 and normal Snowboard Kids. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Why yeah. not? Split the difference there. Yeah. yeah. But you, gotta, you gotta get those away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. They fight. You know. <laughs> As kids. Yeah. Um, all right. This isn't... I don't know. This I feel kind of similar as I did with the wrestling games, mm. believe it or not. Um, <laughs> because I think that these this game does a good job. Um, but it's just not my kind of game. Um we live in a life. We live a life that's full of so many tasks and tedium of trying to do the dishes. That going out and having to water your plants is not my idea of what I want from a video game. Um, and I guess we all have our games like this that we play. Like mine is still probably Hearthstone, as it's been for years, where you just sort of fall into the routine of playing it just because it's out of habit and you mm. sort of just get sucked in. Or we've all had nights of playing Civ for eight hours. Sure. Um, so I'm putting this, I don't know how any of that corresponds to where I'm putting it, but I'm putting it at number 41, which is right under Yoshi's Story, hmm. um, yeah. which, you know, Yoshi's Story is like a cute, fun platformer where things happen. Um, and it's not a fantastic game, but it's a little more of what I want from a video game than this is, even though Harvest Moon's probably a better game. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think I liked it a little more than you did. I think uh, it, it's... It, it clicks with me in a, in a nice, calming way. And again, we do have to pretend that Stardew Valley doesn't exist. Uh, and if it didn't, if I were looking for an N64 game to play, I would go back to this one, absolutely. Um, and I, I think it's one of those that gets richer and more fun as you go on. I think that's true. Uh, and I think I have a fear of like wanting to... I don't want to get too involved in this game because yeah. it just it seems like the rewards are so minor. Like I don't sure. really see the purpose of playing this game, but that's not fair because... What's the purpose of playing any game? Sure. This is a big, yeah. like, yeah. deep con- philosophical concept of why yeah. do we play video games anyway? Oh, absolutely. But this one, like, that comes most to the forefront when you're just running around smashing rocks. For sure. For sure. Um, I think this one is going to go at number 15 for me. Holy cow. Uh, that's, that's right below. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I do, I do it for the ladies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, Already uh, so good at wooing ladies. <laughs> for, I, I've been wooed back. It feels really nice. Uh, for those keeping score, that's between Hybrid Heaven above and uh, – oh, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's uh, Hybrid Heaven below and Turok Dinosaur Hunter above. Uh, yeah. So Tor- right in Tor- between some... Harvest Moon, very strange. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Play them one right after the other. Yeah, I like this game a lot. I think it's very charming, and the little annoyances are just kind of part of the charm in a weird, mm-hmm. dumb way. Yeah. I don't know. Like you, you get used to it. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. That's Harvest Moon. I have a couple of letters to read, Woo! guys. I, that's our favorite. Oh, I have three letters. That's so much more it's fun crazy. than playing these games. Uh, this one's coming from Jordan Collins. Uh, sorry for the somewhat grim question, Uh-oh. but when you run out of N64 games, what platform will you move to next? Oh, oh. Well, I'd like I to say that that's not grim. After, no, after no. our... We always have some rough runs of having to play things like wrestling games and then Flying Dragon or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. And at those times, I'm like, man, how many more N64 games are there? Right right now, we're in a good little string. We're stringing Shadows of the Empire last week, yeah. Harvest Moon this week, and then I'll tell you what game next week. But yeah, it's it's a good one, too. Uh, um, you know, uh, I don't really have a concrete idea in mind. We're still like still a ways 200 off. games away yeah, from we're finishing less than, this one. We're a third of the way through this. Uh, you know, I've, I've thought about Dreamcast, but that kind of overlaps with a lot of this era that we're talking mm-hmm. about. And I've thought about GameCube, but again, that's more Nintendo, so I, I might want to diversify a little Nintendo. bit. Yeah, very... Well, uh, not even sick of Nintendo. I could talk about Nintendo a lot. I mean, but... Super Nintendo would be my vote, being as I own about 500 of those games. Ooh, see, that'd, but, be a, um, that'd be a good way to go. Or like a Genesis right? game or something. Yeah. Genesis has some weird ones. I don't know. We could eat 30 32x podcast. 32x and uh, here's what I here's what I would want to do. Here's okay. my pitch. I want to do a podcast on uh, on dead franchises where we we, we play through uh, all the games in the series. Oh, I like that. Um, I like that. Of like play through all the Punch Out games or uh, oh. Battle Toads or something like that. You just want to play Battle. I just do want to play. Maybe <laughs> we can just have a Battle Toads like. podcast. It is insane. To Bionic me that, Commando. Yeah, it's insane to me that Battle Toads is dead. Like it's that's not such dead. A it's come back. They announced a new Battle Toads. Oh, did they? Are you yeah, this happened oh a while. Uh, there's going to be a new Battle Toads that comes out in 2019. Oh, I forgot about and that. And people are going to regret it. It's one of these things where like Battle Toads had a resurgence as a meme. Yeah. Um, people, because like nobody went back. And like played the game and remembered how irritating and frustrating it is. Sure. I mean, again, coming from someone who loves Battletoads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it became a meme, and then they're going to bring it back, and they're going to be like, why did we care about this? It was like when they made the new Bubsy game. Sure. And people are like, why, why did this happen? Like, the, the, the Battletoads were weirdly prominent in Ready Player One. Yeah. Like, they kept Ooh. popping up in the background of that terrible fucking movie. <laughs> but they, they were everywhere in that movie. Oh, random, random thought mm. related to Ready Player One. I just watched Jurassic Park for the first time. Like, I haven't... I oh, didn't never seen it? I saw it as a little kid. Oh, okay. I didn't remember very much about it, aside from it was scary. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, last night I just watched it for the first time. I think there's a law in Steven Spielberg movies, which I'm calling the Spielberg Law of Annoying Kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where the less kids that are in a Spielberg movie, the better the movie is. Okay. Um, best Spielberg movie, Jaws. What's wrong with sure. E.T.? Um, I'm not crazy about E.T. Um, Hot take. Best... <laughs> Is Jaws. Yeah, and Jaws is the best. no kids in Jaws. Raiders, no kids. Raiders, yeah, exactly. But, when they, when but Temple of Doom, Doom, annoying kid. kid. Annoying kid. And uh, Jurassic Park, people remember Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill, but the kids are so annoying in that movie. No! Yeah, no, they are. I, they I are. love the way there's an arc of like, Sam Neill's going to learn to love kids, and we're going to stick him with these two annoying kids, and at the end... That like, little boy grew up to be Dustin Moskovitz in The Social Network, so I yes. have a special place Ooh. in my heart for Wasn't that. he in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yes. as well? Yeah, 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 which I still haven't seen, because I don't want to... No, you're not but, You guys um, need a movie podcast. There we go. Uh, <laughs> video game movies, you guys. Oh, Just I Super like Mario he, Brothers. I, I do want to do that, actually. I do want to do... Because he hasn't seen barely any of them, and I, yeah. I want 
to make him watch all of them. Uh, yeah, yippee. And he wants to make me watch Super Mario again, Brothers and again. Again and again and yeah. again. I think that's a um, fair trade. <laughs> uh, so hopefully that answers your question. Well, no, there. it didn't really. <laughs> yeah, but the point really. is, yeah. we have a long way to go in N64. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just wait it out. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll we are even still friends later. at that point. Oh, yeah, I hate you already. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Um, our next letter. And look at your dog. <laughs> our next letter comes from Adam Bradbury. Uh, says, hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Adam. Uh, I remember not enjoying the wrestling games on N64. Uh, I enjoyed. I Sm- remember that, too. I remember, too. <laughs> I enjoyed SmackDown 2 on PlayStation. Uh, the games got better in the next generation, in my opinion. And I can recommend Day of Reckoning on GameCube. Oh. It has a very good storyline. Uh, I also agree that the best wrestling games play more like arcade fighting games. Uh, the best one for that style is WWE All-Stars. It is way over the top, and uh, even with the grapple moves, includes 10-foot flips into the air. Uh, always looking forward to your next episode, Adam. So thank you, Adam. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good, good recommendations for wrestling games. I, I did uh, do a little follow-up. I read uh, WWF No Mercy mm-hmm. for the N64 is supposed to be, according to the source of the internet and people's random guides online... The best wrestling game ever. Really? It's not one of the best. See, so, I've, I've heard WrestleMania 2000 being said as well for the... Right. Uh, yeah, so we'll yeah. at least have a real benchmark of like, this is a good wrestling game for us to poop on. That's good. Yes. Yeah, for us to poop on. Um, our last letter, uh, it's it's from uh, Thomas. and Oh, I'm sorry. There's two more letters. But th- this one's oh from Thomas. Gosh. Yeah, we got a lot this week. Ooh. You guys are popping off. Uh, the one from Thomas was... Uh, Feel free to chime in on the wrestling game, ladies. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think of WWE All-Stars? I really like Glow. <laughs> I like Glow as well, yeah. Um, so Thomas sent a very, very long letter, which I appreciate. Uh, I, I cut it down a little bit because a lot of it's stuff that we're going to talk about in the next wrestling episode. Okay. So, um, But he, he gave me some... Uh, Interesting factoids to talk about wrestling that we missed, and then a couple of corrections. Um, so, uh, some of the highlights just, just here. Just a question. Yeah. Should we save these for the next wrestling episode? I'm saving most of okay, what he wrote. Okay. Yeah, it was a very long letter. I'm saving okay. most of it. And I do appreciate it, Thomas. I'm, I'm not meaning to censor you, but uh, we're, we're going to read more of it later. Um, firstly, it was Hulk Hogan was embroiled in a steroid use scandal in 1994, which is insane to me. Because... I have kind of the controversial opinion that steroids shouldn't be a big deal anyway, because if everybody's using steroids and no one has an advantage, uh, but it's especially crazy to be using steroids in wrestling because it's already staged. They should have just used it as a story point. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah. It's a plot that he's, he's using illegal steroids anyway, but he was involved in a scandal with that. Um, the, other, the other important detail is that the WWE has tried to pivot away in the post-Attitude era to be more family-friendly. Yeah. So uh, headshots from chairs are forbidden now. Uh, so is blading. Uh, for, if you all didn't listen to that episode, it's the process of cutting your forehead open with razor blades to make the fights bloodier. Um, that doesn't fuck. happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I did not listen to that episode. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I skipped the wrestling episodes. Uh, they've also instituted a, a yearly award called the Warrior Award, which they give out to young fans who are overcoming adversity. So, like, little kids surviving Aww. cancer and things like that. Uh, which is also a little dicey because it's named after the Ultimate Warrior, and he's got kind of some shitty homophobic stuff in his past. Mm. Uh, so, I don't know. That's a little shitty. So, the corrections. Uh, I mispronounced the name of Eric Bischoff. Uh, I said Bischoff or something like that. It's supposed to be Bischoff like Bishop. Uh, Bret Hart was not retiring. He was moving over to the WCW uh, for the Montreal screw job, and they were worried that he was going to trash the belt in the ring or something like that. And wrestling organizations are called promotions, not leagues. I kept calling them leagues. They're called promotions. Oh. So that's some more so language to know. Because they're a staged thing. So I think they yes. work hard to differentiate from being a sport. 
Right. They're like, an entertainment yeah. Yeah, industry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, thank you very much for uh, all that stuff, Thomas. Uh, we do appreciate it. I'm sorry I cut down your letter. but We're going to uh, put it in that back pocket for because we're going to have, I think, at least two more wrestling pod episodes. So um, <laughs> we need all that content we can get. So this is a, this is a duo of letters uh, that came right back to back from uh, Andy, who sent it into our website. It says, uh, I spent the better part of an hour doing something abnormal. I think which is how every letter should start. (laughs) I'm writing into the correct podcast, right? (laughs) We've all been 15, dude. It's cool. Um, Every episode you have has these little glitches in the audio, which we know, yeah. Uh, I thought this was weird, and Steve mentioned them kind of casually. Uh, The the big mystery there is my computer's old. Um, An idea then popped into my head. This might be one of those weird ARGs. I downloaded Audacity, cut some of the audio glitches together, and realized the horrible truth about these glitches. I am an idiot. <laughs> I thought I was onto something here, that the both of you are just goofy enough to have planted a hidden message in the glitches. Uh, if, there's one, if there is one, I haven't found it. Uh, but I do have a 10-second clip of all the audio glitches Thank from you. the past few episodes glued together. So if you want to hear that, I have it. Thank you for the wonderful show and the brief hope that there might be a weird scavenger hunt somewhere in your podcast. Yeah. Uh, and he followed this up. He said, uh, scavenger hunt conspiracy theorist again. Uh, I forgot to ask my question. Are there any specific cheat codes that you guys remember to this day? I'm not talking about the Konami code, which everyone knows. Uh, ones that are culturally relevant, but you could still – or they're not culturally relevant, but you could still input into given the c- controller today. That's all from Andy. Um, first of all, you first should get all, that audio. That's the thing. I yes. wanted to implore Andy. Andy uh, submitted this through the Squarespace uh, uh, website, and that didn't give me his return oh. email address. No. So, Andy, write into us, ultra64podcast yeah, att- at gmail.com. Please attach that audio file. I will cut it into an episode. I'm very excited about to hear that. Um, Isn't Okay, I just... Didn't we talk about that in one of our episodes mm. of, I was like, someone should splice together yeah. all... I'm not making this up, No, you right? said it, you okay. said it, you said it. Okay, that's amazing. Fine. Asking and I, you shall receive. Yeah. I love that people think we put work into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited that people think we were goofy enough to do something. Yeah, that's or like... flattering. Or that, yeah, smart enough to hide <laughs> secret messages in the audio code. Wait, that's no, don't amazing. destroy it. Maybe we are. Yes! Oh, yes. Yeah. Keep listening yeah, for those glitches. The glitches are actually a secret you, feature. You need to get ten of your friends to listen to every single <laughs> yeah, episode exactly. all the way to the end of the series, and then uh, then the message will Once an itself. episode hits 10,000 listeners... Mm-hmm. Then the secret code will be revealed. Oh, or if yeah, yeah if if uh, you like and review us on iTunes, like give us a five star rating, then you get another clue. We will email you a unique copy of an MP3 file of one of the audio glitches, <laughs> recorded specially for you. Aww. Programmer note: We will not do any of this. <laughs> Just covering our legal basis. Anyway, uh, are there any codes that you guys remember? I still. Very clearly remember the code to get to the next level in Aladdin on Genesis. A B B A B B A. Oh, that's, uh, very that's pretty, pretty easy doable, one, yeah. uh, and that's how I've beaten that game because I skipped all the levels. And it <laughs> that even game's le- not very hard. It lets you skip uh, Jafar too, okay. so you can get all the way, and you can skip all the way to the credits. <laughs> nice. It's pretty want. great. Um, oh, we were talking about the Justin Bailey. Code, Justin Bailey is a good one. It's kind of a substantial code though, where you could play that's as a culturally a, relevant a, one, yeah. Samus without the armor. Um, she still has clothes on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's wearing a bikini, you guys. Calm down. Um, all, yeah. I, I actually bikini. don't remember as having a huge use of those kind of codes. I generally yeah. remember, like, secrets, like, where one-up, extra one-ups are, like, certainly in Mario Brothers, like, yeah. the hidden blocks. Or, again, the Battletoads warp zones, mm. um, the 10th block, when you're going really fast in the turbo tunnel, will transport you uh, past the ice level. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, you okay. Right into the surf world. 
Did you all have any of these? I know a couple hidden tracks, in not hidden tracks, but shortcuts in Mario Kart, mm. the DS version, that I feel pretty proud of. Um, and then The Sims, obviously, like Rosebud, Motherload. But the other mm. day... Totally stole I don't know that one. <laughs> Wait, what is that one? I don't know that one. Really? I haven't played The Sims that much. Oh, <laughs> you don't know Rosebud? No. It's so cool. I know it's Citizen Kane's last word. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, that oh, gives spoiler you... spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first <laughs> word of the movie. <laughs> So I didn't know that. I just thought it was like a connection to me being Rosie, and I was just like, "Rosebud." It's because wait. So Rose- what does what does the code do? Oh, it gives you a thousand simoleons. But you can do it over and over yeah, and over and over again. Okay. And then like you can build your dream house. You could do that in SimCity as well. If you type "fund," you would get fun. And like I think in the first game, it didn't charge you that back. And then in SimCity 2000, I tried doing it, and then. Like, they, they expect you to pay all that back at the end of the Is year. Is it SimCity 2000 or SimCity 3000? There's both. There's two of them. Yeah. Oh, crap. I, yeah. Oh, I guess shit. the thing, actually, that I would say for this is I still remember a decent amount of uh, Mortal Kombat Fatality. Oh, yeah. For, that's true. Uh, for Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. That's true. Which... Yeah, we, we knew, you knew a lot of yeah. this stuff at that. Okay, but so. there was Rosebud. And oh, yeah. What there's else was Rosebud. There? there was Motherload, which is essentially Rosebud times 10. Mm. Um, well, but... Why would you type Rosebud? Yeah. Because you didn't know Because you didn't know Motherload. Mother oh, okay. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's no. like Motherload is the Stardew Valley to Harvest <laughs> yeah. Moon's Rosebud. Uh, <laughs> but the other day, I was following the Sims on Instagram, and they posted, like... <laughs> as you do. As you do. Posted. And they had posted, like... Rosie pulling out her phone <laughs> they, they right now. something about Rosebud. They were like, today be like Rosebud. And I was like, no, this makes it not cool anymore, because this, <laughs> this company is in on it, and they're trying mm. to, like, I don't know. Was it ever cool? <laughs> <laughs> I like the Sims. Oh, wait, so is the Instagram account like all in Simlish? No. Like, is it all just like gibberish cool. words? They don't really do that anymore. They used to, really? Like, Katy Perry used to come out with like songs that were in Simlish. But now what? The, yeah, but now the trailers what? for Sims games are just in English. There is a whole world I do not understand. Uh, anytime Nicole's ever playing The Sims, all she ever does is build houses. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. It, that's all she does. She doesn't does. actually play. She doesn't actually like I mean, she probably them. does, but like, I'll, every time I look over at the screen, she's just designing a house. Yeah. Well, so. that's the cool thing about The Sims is not that this is that kind of podcast, but you can. Just, there's so many different ways you can play it. This you kind of just... podcast is whatever podcast you want it to do. <laughs> See, there's so like... many different ways you can listen to it. It's whatever's coming out of our mouths. But yeah, you can you can just play The Sims and just build stuff. You can just you can mod The Sims, which turns it into a completely different game, like a whole another thing. But yeah, lots of lots of stuff. Nice. Anyways. I'm looking up how I can get the Sims Katy Perry uh, <laughs> game in my life. That's all. Sorry, folks. That's all good. That's all good. I think... Uh, did you think have cheats? Yeah, did you have a cheat? Uh, just the Rosebud. That's the only one I remember. Okay. My family yeah. kind of kind of like a cheats are for cheaters they look attitude. Down on cheats. Yeah, yeah cheats no, that's uh, the Crow family way. It was not about that. I think I only knew about the Rosebud <laughs> because I bought an official guide. And I felt that it's was in probably... the official guide. Yeah, I'm oh. so sorry, Michaela. I think oh. I think I may have told the story on one of the Mortal Kombat episodes, but I remember being third grade. I had a copy of Mortal Kombat for my Game Gear, mm-hmm. and uh, a kid on the playground wanted to trade it, and he he offered me the X Men game, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, that's fine because this game doesn't even have any blood in it. Like that's all I wanted to play it for. So we swapped the games. He whips out his uh, game gear, pops in the cartridge, immediately punches in a code, and he's got all the blood and gore and oh. the fatality effects on the game gear cartridge. And I'm like, fucking major buyers from Warsaw. <laughs> so like, ah! And then I'm stuck with this really shitty uh, X-Men game. For what uh, it's worth, Steve. Yeah. Mortal Kombat for the Game Gear is also very, very it's, shitty. Oh, I guarantee you. want to play some of the shitty. worst games of all time. Oh, yeah. Play handheld Mortal Kombat oh, games. Oh, my God. All terrible. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, wow, we went really long on a oh. Harvest Moon episode. Oh, That's just nice work, you guys. It's all that fan mail. It's all the yeah. fan mail. Thank you, guys. fan mail. Oh, man. Fan I, mail, like, brings the whole room, brings up the whole room. It makes yeah. my damn day yeah. every Contri- time. Contribute, people. Uh, do you, your part, listeners. You we can, do ours. You can send your Podcast stuff in. Podcast is free. Yeah, exactly. You can send your stuff to ultra64podcast at gmail.com if you want us to read your letter on the air. Happy to do it. Or you can uh, do as Andy did and submit uh, via the website, ultra64podcast.com. Um, whatever you like to do. But, uh, yeah, Andy, if you're out there listening, Thing. I want that audio file. I, I want to hear it. It's probably unlistenable, but I love that. Uh, so thank you so much to our two wonderful guests. We were so happy to thank have you here you. To, uh, to to farm with us and to hoe with us. See, I told you we weren't done with those. <laughs> Yeah, um, you, you were very resistant on the I tr- You know, work. you know, yeah, I'm you growing. This was, a, this was yeah. a pretty, at the beginning, pretty classy podcast. Good you work. had a lot of ammo there. You had hoes, you had yeah. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, join us next week. We're going to be talking about another uh, pretty huge deal uh, game for the N64. We're going to be playing StarCraft 64 next Whoa. week. Whoa. We, can't find we, the harmonies. we require yeah. additional pylons. We do. So. We do. Very deeply. Uh, this is the only console to ever get StarCraft, actually. Like, everything and it's the best PC. version of it's it. It's the best so. version, probably. Yeah. So uh, join us for that next week, everybody. Until then, keep those turnips fresh. Don't drop them on the ground, because that renders... If they get any dirt on the turnip, that renders them useless. You can't sell them for anything. Goodbye. <laughs>